This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. I'm Bill Pollock. Heat puts extra stress on Missouri's livestock. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. Mizzou football kicks off Thursday night. We'll hear about their new NIL initiative, the Every True Tiger Foundation. Students settling back into school. We'll hear from the state education commissioner. In the new hands-free laws in effect today, University of Missouri researchers are learning the best approach to tell your teen or young driver to not text and drive. The extreme heat and humidity, you know how it affects us, but Missouri's agriculture industry is feeling it much more. Here's Daniel Mallory, livestock specialist for MU Extension. So the animals, they don't deal with the heat stress the same way that humans do and in, in, in the fact that they don't sweat like us. Most of their, their cooling is going to be through respiration or evaporation, um, and we need to keep that in mind when working with cattle as well. Uh, we're lucky the fact that we can sweat, so that aids us in, in the evaporation part of it. So we need to make sure we pay attention to that from our animals. Some of the things that we need to think about when we're working with our cattle is, is, is just making sure that we avoid those hot parts of the day, try not to do any work in the afternoon if we don't absolutely have to, because, uh, again, it takes cattle a little bit longer to cool down than what we do. Um, and, and we have to think about access to water for these animals as well. So when that temperature does increase, their water requirement actually increases as well. And in a drought year, that can be kind of demanding for us to either deliver water or make sure our animals have access to water. It's not like they have access to air conditioning. And even if they did, I'm sure that's certainly not going to help the situation any better either. That's right. That's right. So I was uh, reading into this a little further. MU Extension is advising farmers and uh, those in the livestock industry to take specific steps for their cattle during these heat waves. So uh, could you walk me through some of those? Again, you know, some of the steps are, you know, making sure that we, we provide access to water. Uh, the animals have access to shade. Uh, we're not working animals unnecessarily during the heat of the day. Uh, you know, those those are the kind of things that we need to make sure we're, we're providing to those animals. Uh, any sort of air movement. So cattle out on pasture are going to be different than cattle in a feedlot. Um, you know, there's they have the opportunity to stand next to some trees or in the shade, uh, get the natural wind that's blowing through there. Whereas in a feedlot, uh, there's there's the uh, trying to think of the radiation coming off the ground or the concrete that they're standing on that's heating them up as well. So those are those are the kind of the things that we need to pay attention to when we're working with those animals. I didn't realize, and and I'm talking from someone who's always been fascinated by the farm and agriculture industry, and also who's uh, from the point of view of someone who's uh, never actually had experience working in that industry. So I didn't realize, having said that, for example, the dairy cows become heat stressed beginning at 65 degrees. I mean, uh, good Lord, we, we saw 65 degrees like three, four months ago. Yes. So that's that's another interesting point that, that you brought up as well is uh, the temperature that animals become stressed at is actually a lot lower, like you mentioned, with 65 degrees for, for dairy cattle. Uh, you have to think of an animal that's anywhere from 14 to 1,800 pounds that has a, a rumen the size of a 55-gallon drum that while it's uh, digesting that food is creating more heat as well. So heat is not an issue for most of these animals. They can they can tolerate a lot colder temperatures than we can because of that that heat generator that's inside of them. So we have to think about that, um, what those animals are doing, and and the heat that they're creating as well, which is another reason that the water consumption goes up under periods of heat stress as well. So on the other side of that coin, what happens in a situation like that if they become heat stressed at say 65 degrees? 
What happens if, uh, you know, that we've been experiencing temps in the 90s and even triple digits for, I'm going to say, close to two months now. So what happens in a situation like that? So a lot of the times they'll they'll reduce their food intake, uh, which is going to affect rate of gain on cattle. So how much those animals are consuming and then how fast they're growing as well. Uh, so that's why we see somewhat of a, a summer slump. Uh, there's a couple things that go into that with maybe some of the types of forages they're eating that may have an adverse effect. But again, that increase in temperature from the, from the digestion is is going to turn them off of feed as well. And if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Daniel Mallory, Livestock Specialist for MU Extension here on Show Me Today, The Voice of Missouri. It's been hot out, extremely humid and muggy and things like that. And if we're struggling with the heat, we humans we, then I'm sure the farm and agriculture industry is feeling that all the much more. So who better to get a, a, an understanding of this than uh, Daniel at uh, MU Extension. So having said that, temps in the triple digits, how does that affect, for example, um, reproduction or um, from the farmer's point of view, maybe, for example, production on their end? Um, so I'll speak directly towards that production, um, maybe not so much as reproduction, because a lot of a lot of our spring breeding, spring calving herds would have finished breeding uh, a month to two months ago. Um, so we'll try to be a little more current. Again, it goes to that production of are the animals gaining? Are they where they're? Are they where they should be, or were they behind because of the drought that we've been in? So if they've reduced their feed intake, they're going to be further behind, maybe coming for this fall breeding season. Um, you know, in November, December, um, but again, it's that it's that big production of the animal. Um, they're not going to gain the way that they should if they're not eating based on the heat stress that they're experiencing. And I, obviously, they're not going to be eating as much due to the heat and weather. So you're saying that uh, the Correct. overall production Correct. basically decreases during this type of weather. Yep, production can decrease. Uh, when they are heat stressed because they're looking for shade, they're looking for a breeze. Uh, another thing that that compounds the fact is once those all those animals are looking for shade, uh, it congregates them in one area, and then then you can get other issues with uh, pests like flies that are pestering them out there as well, which would just aggravate them even more. It seems more like a common sense sort of a thing. I mean, this uh, hot weather is exhausting and it zaps you of your energy, so you're using up more of that, which means your production is obviously, in this case, more than likely down. So it's a hard time for, for the farmers in the agriculture industry, not just because of the weather, um, not just because of the extreme heat, but also because of, uh, you know, the drought. Yep, yep. It just it just continues to compound. The one thing I wanted to bring up and mention, and, um, you know, for, for those who may not necessarily have experience in the farm and agriculture industry, if you go, if you rather have gone to the state fair and you go to the stables, one thing that you'll obviously see all the time is every five to 10 feet, you'll see another gigantic industrial fan. And I mean, weather-wise, it was pretty nice yep. at the Missouri State Fair, but I'm sure those fans are running nonstop 24-7 during this kind of weather. Oh, absolutely. Again, that, that goes, goes back to that, that cooling aspect. So again, cattle don't sweat the same way that we do. Uh, so getting that airflow, they're getting some evaporatory cooling going on. Um, and, and yes, at the state fair, those, those fans are going 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And also, um, you mentioned evaporative cooling. Uh, I've also seen those uh, soakers near uh, those industrial fans as well. Yep. So in our in our dairies and in some confinement operations, misters are a viable option. 
Uh, for most of the cattle producers with their cows out on pasture, misters aren't really an option. Uh, the best way there is at least just providing shade so they can get some natural airflow from the wind. The one thing I wanted to bring up and mention is, uh, I guess, uh, something called subacute ruminal acidosis. Could you uh, give me some insight as to what that is and what it means? So acidosis, that's going to be when they, they consume a high-energy diet. So corn, for instance, uh, if, if the rumen is not acclimated to consuming that sort of diet, uh, it's rapidly digested and can create some acidosis within that animal and makes them sick. Whereas yep. like a forage diet, it takes a little bit longer to digest. So it's not rapidly digested. So there's not a whole bunch of energy released immediately. Uh, and it's it's very rare, near impossible for animals to become acidotic on a forage-based diet. The diet in this particular case changes during cases of excessive heat. Yep, yep. When we run out of grass or we start feeding hay or we're looking for alternative feedstuffs, uh, we need to we need to pay attention to what we're feeding those. Uh, the rumen is, is an amazing organ because those animals can uh, be used to eating high-energy diets such as corn, uh, but we have to do it under a, a monitored and and usual sequence uh, that teaches the rumen to develop the right microbes so that they can digest the feedstuffs that are coming in. Daniel Mallory, Livestock Specialist at MU Extension, joins us on Show Me Today. Was there anything else you wanted to mention in regards to heat stress for the farm and agriculture industry? I know we talked about livestock most of the most of the interview this morning, uh, but I'd also like for those producers that are listening to to make sure they're paying attention to themselves, make sure they drink plenty of water. And again, if you don't have to be out there doing something, uh, try to stay cool during this next couple couple of days with this extreme heat. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.